Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 166 Maid of Honor. Hi, pals. Another week of Justice League. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And, um, hmm. I believe we are going to be divided on this episode. I think that we may be divided on this one. Because uh, I, I had a great time. I had a great time for some of it. Mm hmm. And then I didn't. It, mm-hmm. it felt like, like you know, we keep saying this, but some of these two-parters don't really feel like they need to be two-parters. I mean, look, the focus of this one definitely got away from what I actually wanted, which we'll get into. Yeah. No, I liked, like, I agree with you mm-hmm. on the first part, and then the second part sort of became a much more standard, generic Justice League episode, and I was pretty bored. Mm-hmm. I get that. I had a really good time with this. Like, even the boring stuff was still better than, like, the usual boring stuff in Justice League. I don't know. Like, so far, they've been doing pretty well. And, this, like, again, not a bad episode. Mm-hmm. Also written by Dwayne McDuffie, so there's a lot of nice little punchy things in there. That made me very happy. I was like, hey, there is the guy. Yeah, and it's not just, like, I see his name, so I think it's good. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I can hear it in the dialogue. The guy writes good dialogue. Yeah, no, listen. And, the, you his know, name on got, the there's epi- some good concepts in here as well. Yeah. So now His name on the, on the episode is like the Nintendo seal of approval. You know you're getting a great thing. <laughs> Well, Nintendo says this Nintendo game's good, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, they wouldn't just right? put that thing on anything. That would be Mm-mm. a crime. No. And Nintendo Power says that Mario mm-hmm. 3 is the game of the uh, century. Where's the lie? I guess that's true. All right. Well, why don't you tell us what happens in Maid of Honor, then? All right. So Wonder Woman, attempting to have a life outside of punching assholes in the face when Superman isn't around, arrives at a fancy dinner celebrating the space program program of tiny European country, Kaznia, and runs into Princess Audrey, heir to the Kaznian throne. Uh, Batman is also there, disguised as Bruce Wayne, but uh, Diana and, Aud- and Audrey only have eyes for each other. Especially after terrorists attack, and Diana is forced to whip their collective asses in a shredded evening gown, which, uh, not to be a lesbian, but, uh, oh my god. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway... Wonder Woman beats the ever-loving blue-eyed piss out of everybody, and then Audrey invites her to go hang out and party in Paris as a reward. Well, says Diana, I do really want to protect you. Great, says Audrey. Let's go try on clothes. After an extremely gay evening of partying, Diana and Audrey visit the top of the Eiffel Tower, the most romantic building in the most romantic city on the planet. Audrey laments having to go marry her stupid new husband, and then dives off the tower, waiting for Diana to catch her in her strong, supple arms. And then they go their separate ways, as is the way of the uh, as is the way for these star-crossed lovers. Diana returns to her apartment, where Batman is waiting. You had an eleven thirty curfew, young lady. Your mother and I are very disappointed. He says. Then he tells her about the powerful allies Kaznia has been getting in bed with to help with their space program. Diana can't believe that her sweet, beautiful Aubrey would... Audrey? Jesus Christ, I keep doing that. Could ever be responsible for anything illegal. You're, uh, not really familiar with the monarchy for a princess, are you? Asked Batman. To make sure that her new friend is on the the up and up and away, Diana (laughs) visits Audrey again and meets her fiancé, Vandal Savage. That guy... 
is a Nazi war criminal, Diana says very loudly. Savage explains that he's actually Vandal Savage the Third or something, and he definitely isn't a war criminal, criminal, and also he isn't 65 million years old, and since Diana doesn't own a copy of Who's Who in the DCU like I do, she has to believe him. Diana's gone five seconds before Savage starts wringing his hands together in a menacing manner and mumbling about how people will rue the day. Meanwhile, in space, a sentence I will never, ever tire of writing, the Kasdian delegation arrives at the Global Space Station and instantly takes it over with ray guns. Back on Earth, Aubrey's, fa Aubrey's father, the king of Kasdian, is poisoned and given a stroke and definitely not killed, despite the fact that we never see him again, and later his house explodes. Spoilers for three minutes from now, I guess. Audrey, upon hearing the news, returns to Kasdian so she can marry Savage ASAP and lead the country. Upon hearing this, Wonder Woman and Batman rush to Kasnia to stop the marriage, which ends when Wonder Woman throws a tank through the wall during the Does Anyone Have Any Reason Why These Two Should Not Be Wed? Which, again, not to be a lesbian, but that's the most romantic thing I have ever heard. <laughs> Audrey doesn't understand why Dan Diana is doing this, and she really doesn't understand why her new husband then tases her, her girlfriend and then tosses her in the dungeon. And, once married, Vandal instantly goes on TV to threaten the world with, with, with the International Space Station, which he has turned into a giant railgun. Batman contacts the Justice League, who attacked the space gun, and then helps Diana escape so that they can fight Savage. Everyone runs around a lot. Green Lantern blows up the space station, Batman blows up Savage in the, and the Kasdian Castle, like I told you about three minutes ago, and then Aubrey <laughs> leaves forever, and Diana asks Batman to take her dancing, which, not to be a les lesbian, but, ew, what? Fuck that. <laughs> I think where it lost me is right in your summary where mm -hmm. it says here, everyone runs around a lot. Mm -hmm. Even that, you couldn't. Uh, everyone couldn't runs around that. a lot and a lot of action stuff mm -hmm. happens and action adventure. Someone climbs up a pole and maybe jumps over something. I, I don't know. Are you thinking about Mario again? I might be. Does <laughs> Diana slide down a flagpole? Beautiful. I mean, at the end. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, I didn't find any actual um, textual like uh, evidence to back this up, but I am certain that all of the dating subtext was was intentional because, as you point out, this hits all the beats of a romantic comedy. It does. Like, this shit is gay. Like, it's it's clear they are dazzled. Like, they have a meet cute, mm -hmm. and then they spend time together, and then they have a disagreement, yep. and then she ends up with the wrong person, mm -hmm. and then at the end, she realizes she was right to be with that person in the first place. That is the beats of every romance, like, I've ever seen. Yep. And then she wanders off, and uh, Diana goes, let's go on a date, Batman, because it was 2003 or whatever, and no. But, Just I mean... Big no. It is it, yeah, it is 2003, mm -hmm. and they are on Cartoon Network, and yeah, they can get away with a lot more, mm -hmm. but I think this was them, I again, I wish I had something to back this up. It yeah. just feels pretty obvious to I me. I mean, like, that's the thing, it's, like, everything about, they, they go to the fucking Eiffel Tower. Yeah, but look, there is a tendency of people now to look back at everything and say, well, this is obviously gay mm -hmm. because you want it to be. Yeah. And I appreciate that, but it isn't always, mm -hmm. or it wasn't intentionally. Like maybe, maybe they subconsciously made it that way, or maybe, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. But I think out of, you know, a hundred things people think that of like 80 of them didn't mean to be that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but this sure feels like, well, Wonder Woman's from an island of women. This yeah. is pretty natural. Probably we can't say it out loud, but you know what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of your bad thing. I mean, yeah. 
just that it wasn't gay enough. I mean, yeah, Diane and Audrey's really gay date is really gay, but it could have been a whole lot gayer. I mean, what what more do you want? Do you want to literally see them scissoring each other? Like, it's 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 already happening. They're going dancing together. They should kiss. Okay. Fair enough. God, Diana scoops her up in her arms and flies away. Jesus. Well, and they do the thing because she's an Amazon, mm -hmm. where she's clearly a foot, maybe more, yep. taller. And uh, that really works. It's very good. I was watching this last night, and Mal was, uh, what, like, reading her book or whatever, but she'd look over occasionally to see what I was up to, and she sees Diana in, like, her, her just her dress or whatever, and goes, who's that hot mm -hmm. chick? <laughs> well, and the, and the episode opens with her uh, entering this event mm -hmm. and every head turning. Yep. Yeah, because she's Wonder because, Woman. Yeah, but uh, I think someone realizes that a little while later, like, we're, oh, this is the superhero mm -hmm. we all like. But prior to that, it's just her beauty. She's just the, the most stunning creature they've ever yeah. seen. And oh, also, she's Wonder Woman. Oh, there goes a seven foot tall fucking woman. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Incredible. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and um, also it's Wonder Woman because Jesus. Yeah. I I mean, even if it wasn't meant to like let's let's just say mm -hmm. as far as this show is concerned canonically this was gay they were dating yeah but even putting that aside i like diana getting out into the world and experiencing things that aren't fighting bad guys yeah. and like having someone show her what it's like to go clubbing and go shopping and just like the experience of being a young beautiful woman of means mm -hmm. like here are some of the things you can enjoy and it's nice. Well, and this was so much more fun than the other time she was sort of out in the world and just being like, ugh, men. Yeah, just like shaking her head and wagging her finger. Like, and ugh, like, gross. Which, look, again, I get, but yeah. this was so much more fun than that, you know? Yeah, and look, this is a this is a superhero show, and, and obviously there can and should be some social commentary, mm -hmm. but also you can't just make her that. Yeah, no. That's, that way lies Batman. She has to have a private life, too. Mm. Yeah. I And I like that the fact that she went to this party is just, I'm not doing, like, all I do is beat up criminals and hang out with my yeah. idiot friends in our space clubhouse. Like, Yeah, I would like to buy a nice outfit mm -hmm. and then wear it and then talk to people. Yeah. Let's see what this is. Oh, I'm just getting paparazzi'd. Great. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole, like, there's a whole vibe of, uh, I know it's a cliche and I can't think of specific examples, but you you and I both know, mm -hmm. like, the rich European person that, that goes to all the glamorous locations and is constantly barraged by, you know, uh, uh, paparazzi and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Like, that's a, that's a, I know it was in the movie Roman Holiday with uh, Audrey Hepburn, but mm -hmm. I, I don't even, in fact, that's probably why she's named Audrey now that I think of it. Yeah, that checks out. Which I only just saw that one recently and is a very good one, which mm -hmm. is about a princess who decides to just say, fuck it, I'm going to live like common people and go date. Um, it was Gregory Peck, like, like just a handsome old movie guy. Sure. But just, you know, like said, I'm tired of this royal bullshit. I'm just going to be a regular person for mm -hmm. a little while. Yeah, man. And there were definitely some uh, some some vibes of that. But, you know, gayer. Yeah. Instead of Gregory Peck, it's Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gregory Peck was good, too. Look, you know, you like what you like, I like what I like. Yeah, exactly. Um, my bad thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Vandal Savage has a, has a 
Like he's he's a full on Bond dude in this. Oh one, yeah, right? like he's wearing like the fucking he, uh, his bad guy costume. His uh, his his HQ is in a castle. Yep. He's you're right. You're right. He's got the Blofeld thing, and he's got a, a henchman with a ridiculous thing, which is um his name is Vox. Mm-hmm. So naturally he's got a a, a a voice that can destroy you. He's yep, yep. he's basically ugly black canary. Yep. Exactly. And to to speak, he's got like a like one of those uh, trachea devices mm-hmm. that uh, smoker like people who smoke the tracheas away got. Yeah, I don't know if they have anything better now, but like back in the day, it was you know they they sounded like a kazoo basically. Mm-hmm. Presumably, the the voice synthesizer in those things has gotten better. I, hope I mean, it has, cause look, if we can steal people in that situation, deserve something better than <laughs> sounding like that. Yeah, seriously. Like, look, if we can if we can steal the voices of dead celebrities, we can certainly give them to people who don't have voices anymore. Well, like, I think it was around this time, actually, that they gave Roger Ebert uh, a speech, because he was, I don't remember exactly what was wrong with his health, but he, he couldn't speak anymore, and they gave him a speech synthesizer based on his own voice, because yeah. he had hundreds of hours of stuff banked that they were able, able to build that out of. But uh, this guy still sounds like mm. the old school, like like uh, Jimbo from South Park. Yeah, you know, Jesus. Like, yeah, it's coming right for us. But but you know, then he screams and melts your face, and like that's 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 a fucking Bond villain guy there. That's a throw your hat and it cuts your head off thing. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, like good. Um, no, it, the whole episode kind of had that Bond movie vibe. Honestly, you know, it did because it's apart from the actual space weapon, like it was all very Earthbound. It was yeah. all. I'm doing this to rule the world mm-hmm. and there's no like uh, extra component of aliens or really advanced technology. This mm-hmm. is all relatively within like plausibility. I have a giant space gun that I can fire at any city on the planet. You don't get more James Bond than that. It was also like, like I completely understood it was, it was a, a very strong magnet that mm-hmm. would take asteroids with a lot of iron in them and just accelerate them to the point where it's throwing a bullet at you. Yeah. Which I get that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. That's not so complicated or so so fanciful that it feels like magic. It's it, no, it's a powerful magnet that throws metal shit like, at you. I, I get think it. that's like a real thing or like it will be a real like it's cons- I've heard the term railgun before and I don't well, know. Well, rail, rail guns exist, you know, on Earth, mm-hmm. but that's not that's not what this uh, the DC wiki got real nitpicky about this bullshit. Of it course, they like, fucking no, did. Um, actually, it's a coil. Gun. I don't even remember what it was, but it's <laughs> technically not a railgun. But shut up, nerd. Shut up. Anyway, DC wiki. Go back to providing useful information. Uh, there's a little above in this one. Um, there's also a full-on Bible verse on this on the page this time. Well, the, they were explaining the reference to feet of clay mm-hmm. because it's not just a. It has fallen into common usage as an expression, but it originally comes from the Bible, and it's it's got some deeper meaning. And like, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, this all takes me to my bad thing, which is Wonder Woman protects herself from Vox's screams by putting diamonds inside her ears. What? Well, first of all, don't put diamonds inside your ears. Never put salt in your eyes. Just don't do uh-huh. it. It's a bad idea. Secondly, I'm... like, I get plug- like plugging your ears so the voice guy can't hurt you. Like, I've seen that in a million mm-hmm. fucking things. Cotton, yeah, but I don't think... Cotton exists. Uh, yeah, I don't... Di- diamonds probably aren't going to make an airtight seal. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to fall out unless they're perfectly cut to fit your ear canals. Yeah, and I mean, like, listen... I, I absolutely believe that Audrey has a, a set of diamonds that, like, it, are perfectly cut to fit Diana's ear canals, but you gotta yeah, set got to set that shit up first, okay? 
she's she's got a whole set of diamonds uh, specifically designed for all of Diana's orifices. She sure does. This is just the most innocent set. When did you get these done? I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was like, I'm, and I'm all for it, like, mm-hmm. because this is sort of a Bond inspired kind of thing. Like, I'm all for being a little stupid with it, but yeah. that was, that kind, kind of came from out of nowhere and the logic didn't really hang together. This is honestly the way to do this episode is you lean full mm-hmm. into it. You have uh, uh, Batman happen to be Bruce Wayne for the entire time. <clears throat> no, no, that would have been pretty good. Do yeah. like a, do like him as like James Bond in the tuxedo running around. That would rule. Mm hmm. I the thing is, I really liked the first part where mm. it was just those two having their their little date and like some international intrigue. Yeah, that's fine. The second part where Flash and and uh, Green Lantern and, and Martian Manhunter are stopping the like it's necessary. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like, OK, what else we got? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like if you have Diana down on on Earth, uh, like fighting Savage in his castle and you have uh Batman doing the Bond thing on the space station, like, Mm -hmm. that would rule. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great episode, and it's different enough that, like, you know, we can do, like, a a one-off, well, a two-off, I guess, with that, and it's interesting, you know? No, like I said, I think it should have been a single episode, and I think, I, I, I think we should have just kept the focus on those two. Yeah. I like... They've they've teased it. I mean, they did the one where it started out with just Flash and Green Lantern, and that was another pretty mm-hmm. good one. It's like you do the two parters where it's most of the team. Yeah, like maybe do a few single episodes where it's just different matchups of of two, maybe three, mm-hmm. and see see where you go with that. Well, but, and I mean, that's kind of the sweet spot when we get to uh, Justice League Unlimited, where it's just like, who do we have? Yeah, but on then the show they have a week? but then they have a real deep bench to mm-hmm. pull from. This is still we're still getting to know like. I still don't know a lot about Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm I'm getting there and this this helped. But then the second part was mostly the guys. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I, we get to the point where uh she changes into her Wonder Woman costume and I go, Oh right, uh costumes. Mm-hmm. No, and it would have been one of those things where nerds at the time would have complained about it. Yeah. Like how like how Peter didn't put on the Spider-Man suit for like the first three issues of Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, so much more than that. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yes. I couldn't I couldn't remember and I didn't want to overstate it, but yes, it was the entire first arc as I recall. Well, you know what? You guys need to settle down because it's a good story. Yeah. And look, it's been enough time that I'm not gonna immediately jump to that writer's defense, but uh, yeah, well. no, that in that particular example, that was good. Yeah. Um Oh, one thing the DC Wiki pointed mm. out that I would not have spotted because this was like a, a nothing role, but uh, King Gustav, who was uh, uh, Audrey's dad, uh, played by Alfred Molina. Yeah. You know, dad bod Doc Ock. Yeah, man. I love that guy. Yeah, but he had like maybe 10 lines. 10 lines and then he died, question mark? Oh, I have had a stroke. <sighs> Every, everyone doing their full on Tordovian accent oh, yeah. here, by the way. like Delightful. You're sort of Russian, sort of vaguely Eastern European, but don't be anywhere specific. So they're all just like, well, okay. Sound like Doctor Doom. You got it. You don't. I don't know what Doctor Doom sounds like. In my head, he's always sounded like that. I fucking hate Richards. (laughs) Blah. (laughs) So sort of half like uh, Chekhov and half like Dracula. Exactly. I mean, there's a dude who's presiding over the the wedding. Yeah. 
uh, first of all, looks like sort of a, oh God, I do not know my various splinter religions. Yeah, no. Like Russian Orthodox or something. The guys who have the cool sort of like, like big black hood it's things. like a cloak type thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, they look neat. Yeah. But I'm sure they, they oppress people and do awful things, but they, but they look cool mm. and they're usually old beardos. So they look sort <laughs> of like a wizard or some shit and like, you know, and, um. Uh, Dan Castellaneta voiced that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was doing it like he was just doing a straight up Dracula. Like, yep. if anyone here has any no any uh, reason, these two should not be fed. I'm going to talk very slowly because we need to give Wonder Woman another few minutes to get that tank up the hill. Mm-hmm. Well, this kind of ties into your good thing. Oh, this is my good thing, which is the action sequence interspersed with the wedding like it's the end of The Godfather is so fucking mm-hmm. cool. Like, Yeah, I was... I was starting to get bored with that action sequence, and I probably would have been bored with just the wedding, mm-hmm. but putting the two together yeah. was very good. It fucking rules, and it just, like, it cuts back, and, like, it's playing the music, but, like, there's no sound effects or anything, and I had a moment where I'm like, am I, is something wrong? Am I having the mm-hmm. stroke? <laughs> but, like, it's, oh, no, you're, they're doing a Godfather thing. This fucking rules. At Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah. I'm sure. That, that feels like his idea. That feels like, look. This is a kids show, mm-hmm. but we could we could we, really we don't have to just draw from comics, guys. Yeah. We could draw from classic movies and stuff yeah. too. We could still be cool with this. And that again, I want to I want to say that ends with with the the guy going, "If anyone has any reason, these two should not be wed." And then Wonder Woman tosses a tank through the fucking wall. Good it's, God! It's, it's just like you know any number of romance movies where she's marrying the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the one she should be marrying just uh, bursts in, mm-hmm. like, you know, or gets there too late sometimes. Yep. But it's it's definitely a beat in that kind of a story. Right. So being able to combine that and a James Bond thing and superhero stuff, and it all fit, it all hang together pretty well, yeah. I thought. No, I, just, just, I just got a little bored is all. No, it's just yeah. another one of those ones that just, it was slightly too long. Yeah, but it wasn't a tone issue. I thought the tone was fantastic. And I mean, honestly, like, even if it was a two-parter that, like... Again, focused on just Batman and Wonder Woman. Like, I think it would have been a lot better. I think you run into that thing where it's like, okay, this is structured like a movie, which means really the second part is all what the third act of a movie would be, which means the second part is just action sequences and no character. Yeah. So it it, that's the reason the pacing usually is weird for me, Mm -hmm. because that's when everything blows up and that's the least interesting part to me because I'm always interested in character and I don't care about that. Yeah. It's like, guys, you can, you know, you don't do this kind of thing that often. You can have like just a, a more character focused episode that's still exciting yeah. for God's sake. Yeah. I mean, you know, literally the world was at stake mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Like I, 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 I realized I was typing, this is kind of a low stakes episode. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This guy's threatening the world he's, with a gun in orbit. Yeah. He this literally low went stakes. on t- TV to uh, hold the world. To Citizens rest. of the world. <laughs> uh-huh. Al, he has a mass device for God's sake. Okay. So step one is to infiltrate the space station, mm-hmm. which is exactly what Cobra did when they brought the fucking fatal fluffies and everything went completely <laughs> off the rails and that show got nuts. <laughs> I don't think that was the mass device, though. I think that was the uh, fuck. I don't remember. Mass device is different than the weather dominator, not dominator too, right? Yes, which is also different than the pyramid of darkness, right? These are Those all the are five. All the, like these are all the yeah. five parters, right? 
Yes, exactly. And they were always finding elements like across the globe mm-hmm. that because what that did was every time they did one of these, it was the start of a season and they were introducing new toys. Ah. So they could show you the snow guys go to the snow place. Mm-hmm. The jungle guys go to that. That's why they were like set around the world. So you could show what all the new toys and vehicles uh, could do like uh, or figures and vehicles. Yeah. They're all toys. Shit's you insidious. Know. Uh, yeah. Buy all our play sets and toys. Mm-hmm. So my good thing. Yeah. And this is again, probably Dwayne McDuffie. Flash noticeably better in this. One oh, God. So much better. He still tells bad jokes, but like in a Spider-Man mm-hmm. way, not in a like, yeah, they're supposed to be bad. He's not funny, but he's always trying to be. But he's not a creep. Yeah. And maybe that's because Wonder Woman was down on Earth and Hawkgirl was wherever Hawkgirl was this week. And Mm -hmm. so he was only hanging out with dudes and he wasn't like there were no asses to slap. Yeah. Does this still make a sound if that's the case? (laughs) Anyway, um, but he's also more useful. Like they found ways to like, I don't know, when there's 10 guys pointing guns at them and he runs real fast and knocks them all out or whatever. Like that should always happen, Mm -hmm. but it surprise it caught me off guard because it's like oh yeah flash is useful yeah and it it was kind of nice and there's even a point where he's blasted out into space and can't breathe for a minute and the dc wiki was like well he might not be able to survive just shut up yeah, okay? shut up just shut up doesn't matter i love like he uh green lantern rescues him from space basically mm-hmm. he comes back in and he's like are you okay and flash is like excuse me and he gets up and just runs through the station and just beats everybody up Mm-hmm. And I kind of love that. It's just like, oh, Flash got pissed off. Yeah. That doesn't happen no, too I, often. Usually he's just And gross. again, the, the, the quality of the jokes is different. Yeah. Like, again, they're still bad, but they're different. And the um, they animated him with this little mischievous grin that I don't remember seeing mm-hmm. before. That I He's like, I'm about to do something naughty. Mm-hmm. But, like, not in a gross way, in a... Oh, right. This is the funny one. Yeah. And they're doing it correctly. Probably because the guy who knows how to write funny stuff is writing. it. Like, that's the guy. That's that's the guy that I like. Yeah. He should be like Bugs Bunny turning to the camera and like, like raising his eyebrows like, oh, something something's about to happen. Well, I mean, like, if you're like the fastest guy on the planet, you can get away with shit like that. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's just this is so much better than I'm the fastest guy in the world at slapping women on the ass. Like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, Jr. mentioned that uh, the writers didn't realize, like, how they had written him, and they were they were starting to correct it. So I think I think hopefully we're going to start seeing yeah. him turn that around. Yeah. I know in JLU he's not like that. No, but hopefully it ha- starts happening earlier. Um, but like the sooner the better, because I don't like not liking him. Yeah, I understand. You have an attachment to that character. Yeah, this I- is. The only Flash I've ever known, so I just think he sucks, and that's that. Yeah, but, but every, like, every time know. he shows up, I'm just like, you could... Ugh. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Ah! I... <laughs> um, one thing the DC Wiki pointed out that I liked, uh, they pointed out that uh, chronologically, this is the first appearance of Kaznia, but not... Um, story- like, it appeared in Batman Beyond, remember, in the, the pilot, that was the shady country that was buying uh, uh, Wayne Powers like oh uh, yeah cow melting technology. Sure, you remember, you remember what I'm talking about? And they were watching the videos of like human trials, and mm-hmm. it was implied that some real super gross shit was happening. Yeah. Like it was it was chemical like biological chemical warfare. It's like the country still run by odd like Audrey in her nineties, just like now figure out how to melt how to melt cow. Mm-hmm. But they um. Apparently at the at the ball at the beginning that, that Diana went to, there's a dude there that looks like a younger version of 
the Kaznian guy in the Batman Beyond. Oh, episode. that's fucking cool. Okay. Which maybe it's a coincidence because, mm-hmm. you know, the Bruce Tim models that can only do so much, but it, it would be a nice bit of continuity if it's like, no, this is like 30 years before mm-hmm. and he was still like a, a junior government guy at that point. Yeah. So I like that. Well, I guess we also go back to Kaznian uh, JLU or something. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. If you want to like, it's better than Bialia. It sure want, like, fucking a, is. Jesus Christ. I don't know. There's still some, uh, maybe not full on offensive or problematic, but definitely like if you're from one of those like former Soviet republics and you're watching this, it's like, okay, guys. Yeah, I get it. Thanks. We're not all Draculas. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I mean, they definitely do. This is a thing I saw in comics all the time where it's just like, all right, show a foreign country. Uh, I don't know. Big castle on a hill. And then like peasants dressed as like Germans. Mm-hmm. Like I always think yeah, about that's the what first, this was. I always think about the first appearance of Nightcrawler where he's being chased by an actual Frankenstein mob. It's like it's 1977, <laughs> guys. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I I mean, honestly, uh, a lot of it, like, yeah, it's all pastiche and it's all sort of nonspecific, but they do give them a language. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit where the guys are talking to one another and it, he's uh, Batman's like, tell me what you know. And he says in Kaznian, mm-hmm. the guy says, uh, uh, you can't understand me and I wouldn't tell you if you could. And then Batman says, oh, I understand you yeah. in Kaznian. It's and that was so good. good. But then later, some of them get. Uh, it, like cornered or caught, mm. or I don't remember what the what the the context was, but they say something in Kaznian, and the subtitle says "poop." Yep, <laughs> that's a, not what it said. It very that, good. That's not what they really said, but uh, sanitized for television. <laughs> I absolutely had the moments like, "Oh, what did it translate to?" Kaznian's not a language, Maggie. Kaznian's not a language. Nope. No, and sometimes I I thought I heard some of the voice actors sort of like the the incidental stuff sounded a bit like Spanish sure. to me, like this. Not everyone's as good at that as others. Um, I suppose we should talk about Vandal Savage a bit. Uh, yeah. Haven't seen him since the, the World War II episode. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we got a full-on confirmation of his actual origin. Yes, uh, I remember this, like, when I was watching, it's like, oh, right, they don't actually touch on the fact that he's immortal, you know? They, he just says he lives a really yeah, long no, they, time. Yeah, no, they hint at it, but, like, this is when we actually get the, no, he's, uh, he's a caveman who found a rock. Like, so, and, and it's a nice sort of, sort of thematic tying things together. Mm-hmm. Cause he says, this is not the first time a, a meteor's changed my life. Yeah. And like, oh, that's, that's a nice way to sort of bring it all together. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, a meteor crashed at wherever his tribe was and he was the only one brave enough to walk up and touch it. And he's like, it was warm. Like it just entered the atmosphere and crashed and it was warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little, little toasty. Gonna go, uh, good. hang out next to the meteor. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Just radiation like, is yet, so I'm going to go get powers. I'm going to go get that mm-hmm. in me. Yep. No, and he talked about, like, going, and then it put me to sleep for a while, and I woke up, and I was different. It's like, did it make you a Dracula? <laughs> kind of. Look at my beard. Yeah, yeah I suppose that's He true. makes love to the meteor. He hugs the meteor. <laughs> Coming up next, the gentleman who plays Vandal Savage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, it's a good, like, he tries to pass it off as like, uh, no, I'm, I'm his grandson. And it was like, at first I was like, he's the grandson of a Nazi. I was like, I bet half of European nobility had direct ties to those guys. And everyone just sort of like, what's going to happen? Yeah, no, I just like, I had that thought too. And I'm just like, all right, okay, Maggie, like, you know how this goes. And 
and the thing is, like, Audrey is an interesting, somewhat sympathetic character in this particular story, mm-hmm. but she sure seems bad. I mean, I was waiting for, like, the heel turn at the end of the episode, and I was honestly shocked that it never happened. Like, I didn't want it to happen because, again, I really liked her, but... Uh... Well, she pretty much said, we're going to torture you, like, forever. Yeah. Vandal Savage, because mm-hmm. now we have you. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you can't kill me. Yeah. And she's like, well, we'll have a long time to try. Yeah. And 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 Batman and Wonder Woman just look at each other and go, oh, you crazy kid. I mean, like, listen, this is... You guys you guys are okay with torture, I guess, huh? Sometimes this is what happens when we turn st- people over to the, to the authorities. Not our problem. And, and there's a bunch of her talking very disparagingly about the peasants. Yeah. Like, oh, those peasants, oh, they're always bothering me. Like, well, maybe your hmm. uh, maybe your first problem should be stop calling them peasants. Is it is it because you're having this big, you know, like uh trillion drachma wedding mm-hmm. and uh, they don't have any food? Could that be the <laughs> No, I don't know what it is. Something people are just mad sometimes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. See now this is the kind I of do thing what I want. that being that uh, hooking up with Wonder Woman uh could fix about her, maybe. Well, yeah, because she's from the classic sort of Greek democracy, yeah. and she'd be like, uh, "Yes, technically, I am a princess, but we don't we don't do it like this." Look, let me take you to Gay Utopia. I can show mm-hmm. you the world. <laughs> um, what else? Let's see here. Oh, uh, you had a you had a thing you liked about the Flash. The way he referred to uh, his teammates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, so ba- uh, Batman contacts the Watchtower. He's like, we need to do something about whatever. And Flash is like, oh, okay, I'll go, go grab, I'll go grab the two Johns, which I liked quite a bit. I love it as a throwaway yeah. line. Not as a thing we say all the time, but just as like, uh, I've been working on this one. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, t- t- keep trying. <laughs> also, this is the only time I can think of, uh, looking backward or forward that Batman asks for help mm-hmm. and then doesn't get yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. He's like, I could use some backup. That This is Batman saying he needs backup. Mm-hmm. He obviously needs backup. And Flash is like, oh, no, we're too busy up here right now. Well, I what mean, the fuck, man? I love that they're like, I, uh, uh, you just you heard that thing about Vandal Savage is back and he's going to shoot a giant laser at the planet. Yeah, you know what? I'll um, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah, you break Wonder Woman out of the jail with the with the three guards, and and we'll take care of this. Look, one, worst to worst, I'll call Batgirl to come help off screen. Yeah, I mean, you could call Hawk Girl, you could call Superman. Mm-hmm. They're not in this episode. That's their day off. Mm. Mm. No, they're probably out in space somewhere. Yeah, that's always my assumption. Mm-hmm. Where where's Superman? Oh, he's uh, off world, or you know, Clark's Clark's on a deadline. Mm-hmm. Or got a date with Lois. Yep. Like, he's, he's got a life. Yeah. Hot girl does not. She's the only person of her people, and she's she's here, so, like, maybe not that, but, you know. It's like, what's hot girl up to? She's just in a gym somewhere, punching a punching bag and going, ha! Mm-hmm. Exactly that. I'm so lonely. I wish that uh, Diana had invited me to that party she was going to. <laughs> uh, what else? Let's see here. Uh, oh, uh, Diana completely figures out who Batman is oh, by the end. That was great, and also Batman just like I don't know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, okay. Okay, buddy. I don't know what you mean, and I refuse to respond to it. Uh-huh. Whatever you uh, say, oh, buddy. The guy with the $10 million bat plane. Come on. Also. Oh, wait. Will Arnott does voice that guy. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, he does, actually. <laughs> yeah. Also. Oh, uh, I just, Bruce shows up. I'm like, oh, fuck. I haven't seen Bruce in a while. I don't think he's been in Justice yeah, League, but I, I can I don't, remember. I don't think so either. I don't think Conroy's been asked to do that voice this entire series so far, so good job. Let me uh, see if I can get back into character. Hey, I'm uh, Bruce Wayne. Yep, there it is. Oh, yep, there it yep, is. nailed Just it. smarm. Smarm it mm-hmm. up. Oh, this must be why I'm the best Batman actor. Mm-hmm. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, he he's at the ball in his capacity as Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and uh, asks her to dance. And then at the end, she's like, uh, to Batman. She's like, uh, we didn't get that dance. And he's like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, same guy. Yeah. She saw right through your dumb disguise. I'm not an idiot, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I work with you every day. Like, the thing the thing about Bruce Wayne is he's very fickle mm-hmm. and nobody spends much time with him. And Batman's, like, never around. Exactly. Like, he's always hiding. And he, so, like, nobody gets a chance to really study either of them very long. But I spent... A good amount of time close to both of you, mm-hmm. so uh, you know. Well, the the thing with Batman too is like if you spend a lot of time with Batman, like like if you're in the Justice League, like I can mm-hmm. see them being like being uh, okay. So he's just Batman, all, like he doesn't have a secret identity. He's just Batman all the time. Yeah, because like, good God, look at this guy! Like he has to sleep sometime. Yeah, like mm-hmm. three hours twice a week. So you know. And I do it upside down, by the way, because yeah. you know I'm a bad because I'm a nerd. Because okay. I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, really threatening when you say it like that, Batman. I know. Everything I say is like that. Mm-hmm. Makes it really hard to have a dog. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go adopt a puppy. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> Why does Ace keep hiding under the bed? Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't thought about Ace in mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. I love Ace. Yeah. He's a good boy. Yep. Uh, well, he will be. I don't think he's been born yeah. yet. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Oh, I wanted to call out that um, the uh, various fashions, mm-hmm. like the, the the outfits that they make for uh, for Audrey, and to a lesser extent for Diana when she's hanging out with Audrey, mm-hmm. are like they clearly put a little more yeah. work into it because like this is a woman with a lot of money who is very fashion conscious mm-hmm. and we need to not just draw her in the generic black dress. We always put yeah. ladies in. So let's, uh, let's actually experiment with a few different cuts and colors. And like, they, they did a good job yeah. of that. I thought like we've got a, we've got a costume for, her, but we also have extra like different ones. Cause like, this is not a person mm-hmm. who's going to wear the same wardrobe every day. No. And she's going clubbing. She's probably not going to wear the same thing to two sub like successive clubs. Yeah. She's probably going to change every time. Absolutely. But again, they made a point of, of going shopping. And, you know, in the episode I wanted, we would have had the uh, trying on hats montage. Oh, but, that would have uh, been amazing. That would have been much better than fighting a rock in space. But you can't have everything, mm-hmm. I guess. Last thing is uh, I definitely had the moment where uh, Savage uh, is going to blow up for, uh, is going to blow up uh, Paris with the railgun. And I thought to myself, no one ever says Italy. <laughs> I still, I remain absolutely stunned by the fact that he is voiced by Phil Morris, mm-hmm. the guy who is Cyborg's dad and Jackie Childs mm-hmm. and all those other people we've called out every time we see this guy. His delicious son, Al. My delicious son. But I do not, like, I'm pretty good at spotting voices and I just don't 
I just don't hear mm-hmm. it. I, I believe the credits. That's that yeah. guy. And I know he's a big nerd and loves comic book stuff. So I'm sure he's happy to do it. But like, I don't. No, that's I don't awesome. I hear it at all. <laughs> yeah. One of those vocal chameleons. Look, if I was a fucking uh, uh, professional voice actor who loved comics and they were like, do you want to be Vandal Savage? Yeah. Maggie, you are a professional voice actor who loves comics. Oh, what the fuck? I mean, semi-professional. I don't pay much, but I do pay. Al, I need you to uh, write some Vandal Savage stuff for me. I, but isn't there like a, a, a girl, a she Savage or some shit? Yeah, in the right, now? his daughter Scandal Savage, who's even better. Scandal. Yeah, I was on board with the with his daughter bit, but Scandal. No, trust me, she's a great fucking character. Oh, I'm sure she's a great character. That's just a terrible name. Nah, it's great. Okay. She was created for uh, 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 the Secret Six comic in, like, the early aughts, and Gail mm-hmm. Simone gave her, like, I wanted to, like, this is a new character, but I wanted her to sound like she's been around since the 60s, so. Uh, oh, yeah, that'd do yeah. it. That's like Harleen Quinzel. Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's all for that this time. That is it. Uh, next time, we are doing Hearts and Minds, mm. which, again, I have no idea. Could could be Could be meat. Could be cake. Hearts and minds, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> uh, so, as ever, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to write to us, it is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. Uh, the website is kidslovebatman.com. And that's all for this yeah, time. See you, folks. Voila. <laughs> that's a does a Casnian accent. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.